Instead of talking about MQLs we got this week, or web traffic, or top of funnel volume, or even pipeline creation, we are now in an environment that is primed for marketing, sales, and customer experience to have a real business conversation about revenue generation, efficiency, and predictability. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast, starring your hosts, Claudia Tarico and Kelly Lindenau of Demand Gen Report. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the B2B MX podcast. So season seven kicked off last week with a really great episode from our B2B SMX show floor. And honestly, I cannot believe it's already been like, what, two months since our event in Boston. And now we're already in full planning mode for our Scottsdale event in February 2023. Yeah, we've just been so busy preparing an epic agenda for B2B MX 2023. And registration is actually open if you want in on the fun. February will be here before we know it. But while we wait, let's go back to Boston for the second episode of Season 7. We're bringing you a replay from B2B SMX starring Natalie Cunningham. At the time, Natalie was fairly new to her role as CMO of Terminus, but as a longtime B2B practitioner, she experienced today's changing market just as much as all of us. Yeah, and now more than ever, marketers are feeling that pressure to drive predictable revenue growth, right? But that growth at all costs, quote unquote, mindset is no longer acceptable, according to Natalie. Listen in to learn how to view the current state of B2B marketing as an opportunity for your team, the transformation of today's CMO, the strategy behind account-based transformation, and so much more. Natalie is going to cover it all. So let's roll the tape and three, two. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the last day of B2B SMX. I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, so this morning, we're going to talk about a topic that I know we've all been talking about for the past couple of days. I've heard these conversations. I've been a part of them with many of you. The changing market. And what does it mean for your team? Now, I know in the first 30 seconds of my talk, I have alienated every non-marketer in the room. But bear with me. I'm going to ask our friends in revenue generation across the go-to-market team to join us for a conversation today about how success in B2B is increasingly about the entire go-to-market motion working as one. So it's a little bit more of what does it mean for your go-to-market team. Before we get too far in here, I'm going to make you a couple of promises, though. I promise not to pitch some new framework that you will not have the time, resources, or team to implement tomorrow. I also promise not to self-promote, pitch my new book or my new podcast, uh, I am a regular, everyday marketer just like you. I came up doing the work. Uh, I work on a day-to-day -day basis with my team in the trenches dealing with these challenges, and so I'm here to share real-world insights about what's happening and what we're doing about it and what you can do about it. Does that sound good? Real-world insights? Yeah. Oh, back. There we go. So 
every conference I've ever attended, I remember sitting in the stands just like you, and someone stood on stage and said, groundbreaking news, buyers have gone digital. The MQL is dead. Or my very favorite one, buyers don't trust your brand, they trust their peers more. Big stuff, right? I remember sitting in those seats and rolling my eyes and thinking, these are problems I'm solving all day, every day, and I've been solving for years. And some out-of-touch executive was preaching to me this change that I already knew about and not telling me how to solve it. But here's the thing. Bear with me on this. The B2B revenue motion, not just marketing, the entire go-to-market, is all, like all of yours, is actually at an inflection point. There's real change happening for us to talk about today. Every marketer I talk to is scrambling. They fought their way through a global pandemic with no marketing playbook. There was no Forrester article in March of 2020 that said how to drive enterprise pipeline with no events, with a crowded virtual content market, with a socioeconomic crisis seemingly every week. Fast forward to spring, summer 2022, and the old playbooks are much like our old offices. We might visit them from time to time, but they're mostly collecting dust, right? After two plus years of turmoil, the game continues to change in B2B. In-market buyers and decision makers are harder to reach than ever. They're working from anywhere. They're changing roles at a more rapid and unpredictable pace. Our economy is struggling. John Arnold said yesterday he was not an economist, neither am I, uh, but I believe we might be staring down a recession. And I know for sure that every VC in the country is saying, why does marketing spend so much again? Right? You're all hearing these things. At the same time, costs are rising. Every single marketer I talk to says they are dealing with skyrocketing costs on Google. Event prices are going up as travel prices go up. We were just talking with Claudia this morning. It cost me $1,000 to fly here. How much did it cost you to get here? Right? That adds to your budget. That makes things more difficult. We are seeing budgets under the kind of scrutiny we haven't seen in 15 years since the housing crisis. And at the same time, we're also got that nasty little third party gremlin that's been threatening to deprecate our digital marketing playbooks for years. And it's coming. They might keep delaying it, but it's coming. Everything, uh, it, we're literally feeling change in everything in the foundations of B2B that we've done for the past 10 years across the board. So let's assume at this point, I've made my point, you're with me. We're at a tipping point. There's lots of change. We've got to do something different, right? It's not our first time in B2B. Does everybody remember GDPR in 2018? Yeah. Oh, I see a lot of nods. I see some grimaces. Yeah, that was tough. Today is much like that. Forces outside of our control are acting as a forcing function for marketers to do things that we know we should be doing anyway. 
but now with urgency. A colleague recently told me, marketers are laggards. You know that, right? And I said, no, absolutely not. How could we possibly be laggards? We're constantly driving change and alignment within our organization. We are agents of innovation. And then she kindly reminded me that we've known the cookie was dying for years and how many marketers have a first-party data strategy. Fair point. How many websites do you go to that have a form with more than five fields to access a white paper? It's not 0%. How many of us are still reporting lead numbers to our CEO? It's not 0%. Okay, point taken, right? We might be procrastinators. What I say about marketers is we are agents of change. We drive alignment and change within our organizations, but we do it at the very last minute because we've got this quarter's targets to hit, right? So in May of 2018, I was there with you all sprinting to the finish line for GDPR. I was a consultant actually, when GDPR was a hot topic for everyone in B2B. And I was always advising that, I know this is hard. I know you have a lot on your plate, but think of this as a good thing. It's a legal requirement to do what we as marketers knew in our heart and knew in our brains was the right thing to do. We should have always created enough value in our brand and in our content for people to ask for more information. We knew that was true. We should have always been surprised, not surprised, that invading people's inboxes didn't work. We knew that wasn't gonna work, but we were trying everything we could because we had a lot on our plates and we had a number to hit. Instead of talking about, or sorry, so today, let's take that GDPR example and let's think about today. GDPR, we all made it through it. Maybe some of us are still dealing with the impact of that, but we made it through. Is today an opportunity or a threat? I call it a golden opportunity. Here's why. Instead of talking about MQLs we got this week, or web traffic, or top of funnel volume, or even pipeline creation, we are now in an environment that is primed for marketing, sales, and customer experience to have a real business conversation about revenue generation, efficiency, and predictability. We've all been through major change. We're in B2B marketing. Like it or not, we might all be crazy for have chosen, choosing this path, but we're here. We've been through change before. Really what happens is we can choose to act or react. Okay, so what are we actually dealing with today? We talked about some of the macroeconomic things that are happening, right? But what does that really mean for your teams, for you, when you go back to your office or you go back to your, your team on Zoom? I see some nodding on the slide as people are, are seeing this come up. Yes, every single marketer that I talk to is grappling with these four things. We've been talking about marketing as a revenue driver for a really long time. The rubber's finally meeting the road on that one. In this economy, with these changes in buyer behavior, with the challenges we see in channel performance, and this 
idea of budget scrutiny sort of across the board, no matter what industry you're in, particularly for marketing, we have no option but to shift our primary KPI from pipeline creation to revenue generation. It's time to put a padlock on our seats at the revenue table before we get relegated back to the kitty table with vanity metrics and making things pretty. One of the reasons this is becoming more and more critical is the sunset of the growth at all costs model. If you've been in some of the sessions yesterday, I heard a couple of people talking about this. I think that is the direction that we're going. Marketing teams can no longer hit their numbers with brute force and an inflated paid media budget. We'll just throw more dollars at it. We'll get more pipeline that we all know is not going to close. Same thing goes for sales. You can no longer just put some more boots on the ground, hire more reps and hope that marketing feeds them. Rep efficiency is key. We also see this on the customer experience side. Gone are the days of the five person account team with the CSM with no revenue responsibility. Everyone that touches the customer relationship from their first brand impression to advocacy has to be focused on customer value and ultimately lifetime value of that relationship. I won't belabor the point on change. We all know change is constant. Our comfort zone is to go back to the things we've done before. I like to call it, especially for marketers, but this is true for sales too, leaning back on our lead-based laurels. It's really easy when things get tough to say, ah, I don't know, we just didn't get enough leads for marketing. Or for marketing, you say, okay, you need more leads, I can get you more leads. When we all know that's not going to generate the revenue, the cost efficiency, or the predictability we need in today's B2B marketing world. Let's all make an agreement here today that that's not the way to move our business forward. We gotta get comfortable with change. Now this last one here is near and dear to my heart. I have been wearing my sandwich board and ringing my bell about go-to-market strategy and the interconnectivity to revenue generation for years. How many times have you come up with a beautiful demand program? It was well orchestrated. It had the perfect number of touches for your audience. It was cross channel and it fell flat on its face because your target audience was anyone with a pulse. Your message was product features and your call to action was get a demo. It's surprising it didn't work, right? Over the last year, I have seen more and more leadership teams truly doing the work to lean in to the ideal in ICP. So we are talking about a tectonic shift in the way we drive revenue in B2B. A truly aligned go-to-market team is now table stakes. It's no longer even an advantage it is quite literally the cost of entry, the price of the ticket. Let me just pause here for a second. Hopefully, so far in my presentation, buzzwords have been notably absent. That was intentional. 
Go-to-market alignment is absolutely a buzzword. How many times have you heard it in the past 48 hours? A lot, that's true. However, I wanna lean in on this one for just a second. Buzzwords aren't inherently bad. They become bad when they lose their meaning. When they become these stale, lifeless platitudes on every SaaS website. Today, I think we are at the stage with go-to-market alignment that we are still, each of us, figuring out what it means for us within our organizations, right? So when I say true go-to-market alignment, here's what I mean. What I mean is top to bottom, C-suite to rep, focus areas, company objectives, down to budget, strategy to activity level alignment. The whole team across the board. I'll take one step further. I might not even call it alignment. I might call it go-to-market agreement. How many times have you been aligned with your CRO on a pipeline target, gotten to the end of the quarter, and still were pointing fingers? Maybe it's more about agreeing. So here's the question. Who's in the center? Right now, I don't have anyone in the center. There's a green dot. Who drives this alignment? Is it the CEO? Is it the COO, CRO, C any number of letters? Well, I'll ask a different question first, and we'll see if we get there. What are the inputs to an effective go-to-market strategy? And who is best suited to understand and influence all of those things? So if you look externally, this person that's pulling together the go-to-market alignment or agreement must deeply understand market conditions. They have to have their finger on the pulse of what's happening in their market. They have to also understand and orchestrate that pre-sales experience. They have to understand what the experience needs to be, not in a silo, not just with your company, but in contrast to their experience with your competitors, to their experience with other tools, platforms, and vendors that they use. They have to think externally about the market. Internally, they have to be really deep on their customer experience. They have to understand that experience, orchestrate and influence it in a way that drives retention and adoption. But they also have to be very connected to the product roadmap and understand how the customer experience drives the product roadmap and vice versa. So I'll ask again, who is the conductor of these pieces? My bet is it's the CMO. So I'll tell a little story to start. I am 90 days in at Terminus. Easy start, 90 days in, throw me on a stage to talk about things, no big deal. Um, when I joined back in uh, early Q2, the company had already decided, so the executive team that was there had already decided that our go-to-market strategy needed some work. That we needed to bring in a third party, do some research, not just navel gaze, <laughs> and ask questions to understand what our go-to-market should look like going forward. What a great thing to walk into as a marketing leader, right? 
to have an executive team that already knows they need to do some work there and you're not having to push for that change. Um, my CRO is also in the audience here. I'm going to tell a little story about uh, something that's happened in those first 90 days with he and I. So we both jumped into it together. We started on the same day. We sat in conference rooms together. We sat with this third-party agency and we made these beautiful slides that said, here's what your ICP is. Here's what perfect looks like. Here's some really pretty language, beautiful new tagline, very perfectly aligned messaging to their pain points. It was really pretty. It was well-branded, super clean. But unfortunately, we do not live in that world, right? We live in a world where we already have deals in the pipeline that maybe didn't match perfectly to that new ICP. What do we do with those? We had a website that maybe didn't say exactly what it needed to say to speak to this new, more refined ICP. We had campaigns, we had content. We had a marketing plan and budget allocated for programs and events that did not fit this perfect new deck that we'd put together in a conference room. So what do you do? We live in the real world, right? So this happened in the first 90 days. And I'm, uh, Jim and I together, the way that we manage our budget towards cost efficiency is we manage a shared budget for sales and marketing. We look at it together as ways that, hey, if you hire another rep, what would you need for me to make them successful? Maybe we wait on that and let's throw some budget into this marketing program that we agree makes sense. Hey, this target account list is performing well. Let's expand it. Let's put some more budget into it and we'll hire another SDR. We do this together because we think of it as a, a shared budget across the team. So we're both analyzing our budget and I realize, oh boy, we have got a big chunk of budget allocated to a bunch of events that I just, any way you slice it, I can't connect that to our new ICP at all. Spoiler, it was not B2B SMX. Um, what do I do about that? So I brought this to Jim and I said, hey buddy, got a tough topic for you. Uh, your team needs pipeline. It's summer, things are soft, I understand. We're, we're both in transition, you're new, I'm new. And they're all expecting this event to happen in about six weeks. We're not gonna go. And I just slowly backed away and said, I'm so sorry. I, we're not gonna go though, here's why. I just can't figure out a way that this is gonna get us the right opportunities. Now you might get some leads out of it. You probably would. Your sales guys are great. We have an awesome product. We have an awesome story. You probably would. You might even get some pipeline and honestly, you might close some deals. But are those going to be the right deals? Do those people really understand what they're buying? Are they coming in with the, with the right level of ABM maturity for us? Are they the right size company for us? Do they have the right tech stack for us? I, I don't think so based on what this event is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it. How do you feel about that? And to my surprise, he said, of course. You're the expert in this. That makes sense. I don't want my team going to events, spending their time on bullshit leads, spending their time on people that might close, but aren't at the value that we want them to be, that aren't gonna be successful with our product in the long term. I don't want them doing that. Yeah, we need pipeline, that's true. 
but we can figure out how to do that together in a different way. Let's go find some target accounts. Let's run a scrappy play together in the next little bit. And yeah, I understand it might take longer to get the pipeline than what I had hoped. It might actually be less pipeline on the front end, but it's probably gonna be larger long-term value. We're really focusing on that LTV, right? So somehow I came out of that with alignment with my CRO, with less marketing budget spent on programs that didn't make sense for us and not being the bad guy. Now, I promise you our alignment between my CRO and my chief customer officer and myself is not as perfect as that example makes it seem. However, we tend to lean in the direction of agreement more often than not. And when we don't, here's the thing. John Arnold said this yesterday as well. I loved his presentation. He said, we need some courage. When we don't, we have the courage to have the conversation, to talk about it honestly, to trust each other, and to make the best decision for the business, not for marketing, not for sales, not for customer experience, but for the business. Win or fail, none of us are in it alone. So, at the end of the day, I just had the CMO in the middle there, that go-to-market alignment. Honestly, it doesn't matter who it is within your organization. It can be anyone that can pull that team together. But since I'm up here, and I have this microphone, and you're listening, my take is that it will often be the CMO, and in many cases, it already is. It's funny though, the CMO role is probably the most talked about C-suite role, is it not? If we're not talking about its short tenure, everybody's favorite topic, uh, we're talking about do SDRs sit under marketing? Does product marketing sit under marketing? Where do they report in? Should a CMO report to a CRO? There is more discussion about what the role of CMO is and the definition of success than any other C-suite title. My theory I'd like to offer today is that all of this turmoil and discussion over the years about the CMO role has evolved the path to CMO, particularly in this economic climate, under this efficient growth mandate, under the budget scrutiny that we are in, I think that buying behavior is shifted and the archetype of the CMO is something entirely new. So in the past, we had the rise of the brand CMO, right? Remember that, the big picture, out of the box thinker. They did a lot of stage talking like I'm doing now. They were a lot better at it than I was. They were very inspiring. They spent more time evangelizing the brand and the business than they did on the business. But that was the job. That's what they were hired for. Then in more recent years, we saw the rise of the demand CMO. CEO said, okay, that was all well and good, but I need more revenue. I need more leads. I need more pipeline. My sales team is saying they can't do it without marketing. I got that guy over there on a stage talking about stuff, making things pretty. I need somebody to come in and be the muscle 
behind my sales motion. It brings leads and pipeline, just the gas in the engine. I'm gonna bring in this demand CMO. That CMO often started their career in digital or ops. They cut their teeth in demand, maybe ABM. They might have even worked under a CRO at some point, really directly connected with sales, right? So they're coming in with this very sales motion uh, as, as sort of their, their mantra for marketing, which is great. However, they often weren't thinking about the customer. They often weren't thinking about how to connect brand and demand, the power of those things together, right? So as I said earlier, we are at a tipping point in B2B go-to-market. And there are three things the CEOs need from their CMO and their go-to-market leadership today. I said them earlier, what are those things? Revenue impact, efficiency, and predictability. For these reasons, the CMO of the future, maybe today, certainly the very near future, is a business person first who happens to have come up through the marketing organization. They have to be able to speak finance. They have to be able to get in a room with the CFO and understand a P&L and understand EBITDA and talk about the business, not just marketing metrics and click-through rates. They have to be able to look across the prospect experience, the customer experience, and understand those metrics, performance, predictability, they also, most importantly, have to be able to uniquely harness that thing that only marketing can do. Great, creative, amazing storytelling, emotion-driving campaigns, and harness that and connect it to business results. Now you might say, what I just described is maybe not even a CMO. You've changed the role entirely. You didn't say marketer first. You said business person first. Maybe, that might be true. Over the years, I've seen all the thought leaders' opinions, I'm sure you have too, on what this role should be called. Chief Transformation Officer. Chief Experience Officer. Chief Growth Officer. I, maybe after today, you'll call it Chief Alignment Officer. Honestly, what I call it is Chief GSD Officer. Remember earlier when I shared that marketing is more accountable for revenue than ever? Over the last 30, 40 minutes, we've been talking about true go-to-market alignment as table stakes in today's B2B revenue motion. And we've also talked about the CMO's evolving role to drive that alignment or agreement. I think we all know the answer on how our teams achieve that, right? But if you've been multitasking, I put the answer on the screen. Cheat sheet. Leaning heavily into an account-based motion across your entire go-to-market is the only way to win. Until now, what you haven't heard me say is ABM a million times. 
Now, what you did here at the very beginning when we had our 15 second video and when you saw our slide was, Terminus is the true ABM platform for revenue growth. I happen to be the chief marketing officer for Terminus. I am deeply passionate about ABM. I am deeply passionate about what Terminus can do for you and for your teams to find success as you transform into an account-based go-to-market team. But that is not what I was brought up here to do today. I am not here to pitch you a product. I am not here to sell you on me or on Terminus. I'm here to talk about our changing environment and what we can do together to fix it. If you want to talk about ABM strategy, we've got a booth in the marketplace. I'll be there all day. Come chat. But I'll say this one thing super explicitly. Transforming your go-to-market into an account-centric motion is no longer optional. Period. End of sentence. I met a CMO Monday, and he said, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've got my playbooks. I know what works, or at least I thought I did. I've got things I like to rinse, repeat, recycle, use them over and over at places that I go to. Um, but I think that's not working anymore. And I am here to learn how to do something different. What I say to that CMO is, don't throw away those playbooks. A smart demand gen strategy, a smart inbound strategy, still has a place in your program. People are still going to come to your website that are not on your target account list. That's going to happen. And it also might still look like a good customer for you. People are going to search for you on Google. Optimize your website. Spend time on SEO. Write great content. Those are all fantastic things to do. The difference is, Today, that is becoming the bare minimum. Shift your time and resources. Shift your focus to a proactive, strategic, go-to-market motion that is account-centric. So I'll wrap today with a reminder that our new mandate in B2B is revenue impact, efficiency, and predictability, all of which can only be achieved by leaning into the ideal in your ICP, getting truly deeply focused across your go-to-market and an account-centric approach to driving and maintaining revenue. And with that, I'm doubling down on my bet that the CMO is going to lead the account-based transformation. Thank you so much for your time. If you want to chat ABM, if you want to talk Terminus, if you just want to chat about, no, 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 baseball, I will be at our booth out in the uh, Market Expo. Enjoy the last day of B2B SMX. Thanks, everyone. I really enjoyed this session from Natalie. She really just uncovered the truth about the struggles in B2B today and how we can all adapt our marketing strategies to the entire go-to-market engine. Absolutely. Big shout out to Natalie for that awesome presentation. And with that, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening today. Don't miss any upcoming episodes because season seven is going to be a really good one with more replays from B2B SMX, as well as some really exclusive interviews. 
So be sure to subscribe to our pod today. We're available on your podcast player of choice. And of course, make sure to connect with us on Twitter and LinkedIn to share your feedback and tell us who else you want to hear from. So with that, thank you so much and we'll catch you next week. Oh, 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 oh,